All right, welcome back, HVAC crew, to HVAC R&D. We're riding in Dennis. We've got a pretty good show here tonight. We got a guest on. We'll let Ryden bring him in in a little bit. Um, like I said before on this show, I want to keep it local, um, keep some real people on this show. Nothing against other shows, but uh, I like to have some real guys on here that are out in the streets getting it, doing some installs. Um, so without further ado, let's get it going. What's up, HVAC crew? Welcome back. And again, real quick as we're getting this started, just another quick note about our boys from EGIA. We've got another webinar coming up next week on February 3rd. It's going through your top 10 KPIs or key performance indicators for contracting businesses. It's from 1 p.m. to 2.15 Eastern Time, February the 3rd. So that's after AHR, everybody. So while you're waiting in the airport, jump on the webinar. But, you know, they want to make sure you're looking to understand what's critical to measure in your business, what departments to track in your business, and really how to learn to manage your business remotely. That's something that, you know, our guest tonight knows all about managing things remotely for his business, as well as, you know, some of his partners. So we'll talk about some more of that later. But go check out all the links on our link tree on Instagram. You'll also see stuff on Facebook that started earlier this week. So go out, get some more education, guys. And without further ado, Please welcome our friend, Mr. Jeff J. Dimasari. So yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, man? I like the uh, I like the walkout song. That's good. One one of the faves. That's right, old Chevelle. I almost forgot about Chevelle. How do you forget about Chevelle? That's hard to forget. I know. Well, (laughs) so uh, my son, he's about to get home here in a little bit. Maybe he won't hear me, but uh, I bought some tickets tonight. He's seventeen. We just turned seventeen, and you know he hadn't really been to a real rock concert. You know, he just really hadn't had a chance. So, um, Slash with uh, Slash is coming to our little. Is it Fillmore riding? Oh, Fillmore's a sweet spot. Yeah, it's uh, it's Slash and uh, who's singing with them? Um, God, I just went blank. I was just looking at it earlier. They're only like fifty bucks. It's it's a small venue, I guess. Um. He's going to be pumped for that. That's awesome. Sure. Back in the you know, day, that was, that was one of my first rock concerts. My, my mom took me to Motley Crue. Oh, man. I want him to see Motley Crue. So he's a drummer. My son's a drummer, big time. And uh, he gravitates towards the old rock, you know, 90s. I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to listen to right now. <laughs> that's current. I mean, you know. <laughs> so. Now, Slash was Guns N' Roses. Right. Yeah. So this is uh I'm gonna pull it up before I screw it up. It's um oh it's Miles Davis. No, not Miles Davis. What's his name? God. Um Miles. He said he was the he was the backup singer. Ah, where's it at? Slash featuring Miles Kennedy. I don't know why I had Miles Davis in my head. Hey man, the classic Miles Kennedy. Yeah. So that'll be a good show. Yeah. Be a little intimate. Like a good time. Uh, I'll surprise him with that. So I've seen you got to you gotta have either a negative COVID test or a vaccination to get in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's happening. Better, better, better than New York. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, I know we were talking about earlier before we got on. So, what'd you get into today? Uh, today, I did a. We actually wanted. We just got a job for this apartment complex that we right. we actually just did all the boilers there. Actually, Flynn did all the boilers. Mike Flynn, Flintstone one. And then now they have buildings in the back that they want us to start changing out the, the furnace and coils and stuff like that, which are different buildings on the complex, but they're still in the complex. And they had a different company doing that. So they wanted us to kind of do a trial run today. So they sent me okay. over there to uh, show, show them how pretty it can get. Oh, that's the truth. Now, is this, is this, where is this at? Is this downtown? I mean, is this in a, Hard to get to area as far as working wise, or no? It's um, it's up north in uh, New Jersey, a little town called okay. Flanders. It's probably about an, an hour drive from the shop that we're at. Okay, that was one of the longest parts. Is was that drive home? <laughs> <laughs> now, is any of that yeah. rural, or is it just all straight city, like metro? No, it's just. Basically, uh, up there is a lot of woods. Up there. So tell us a little bit about your uh, your relationship with Flynn. There, I see y'all on Instagram, um, hooking up sometimes, working together. Yeah. So me and Flynn, we're, we're buddies. I met him through Instagram, obviously a long time ago, probably two years ago. He was one of the guys I, was, I looked up to a lot, still do. And uh, we're just chatting one day and. Actually, at the job I'm talking about when we were doing the boilers, we were short a guy. So I hit Mike up. I was like, hey, Mike, uh, need some help on these boilers. Like, if you're around, you know, you want to come help us. He ended up not being able to do it that week. But the future week, he came, helped us out, and then ended up staying with the company. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, we've been buds ever since then. You know, it's cool to have someone around. And we don't own a company. He doesn't own a company and I don't own a company. We, okay. we just work at the same company. So, you know, before him, you know, I, I have, there's a lot of good guys at my company, but no one really, you know, does goes overboard with some of the ridiculous stuff that we do. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's cool to have someone around like Mike where I can, you know, bounce ideas off of, you know, if um, I get stuck or it's, you know, a, something ridiculous he could tell me you know it's too ridiculous or and stuff like that so it's cool to have someone like that around well unless you push uh, each other too though oh absolutely absolutely all we do is rip on each other too that's it <laughs> that's what real friendships are right that's it <laughs> so i so i gotta say you know I, I we came across your uh instagram and um of course everybody go check it out but um i'm looking at these installs and so I've been out out of the field for a little bit. I'm, I'm tech support and training. Um, but when I was doing installs, you know, I thought we went a long way. Like I really did think, I mean, we, we used to put like painter's tape um, on the coils before we put mastic on. So in Georgia, everything was insulated on the outside, um, but it was R8, right? So it was real heavy insulated. Uh-huh. And, and then we used white mastic. So, you know, most installs just look rough. And I remember us putting painter's tape on there, mastic, and then pulling it off. And we thought we was just like, man, this looks great. And then I start seeing your installs and I'm like, damn, uh, mine just looked horrible after no, looking at those. Probably not. Uh, man. I, I, no, you know, but you know, it's, a lot of people, I get those messages all the time, man. And it's, it almost makes me want to like calm down a little bit because everybody's like, oh, you know, your installs, like, I, I can't wait till mine look like that. And I just tell everybody like, or, or they'll say something like, you know, my installs will never be able to look like that. And they will. You know, you just have to, you have to just be ridiculous, man. You just got to do you it. Just gotta, right. You just got to gotta... do extra stuff. You know what I mean? And when I first started, I was really fast. You know what I mean? Like the jobs, they look like trash, absolutely dog shit. But I was fast and I would get them done quick. So after right. a while when you're getting done at one o'clock and you're like, Oh man, I still, I still got so much time left in the day. You know, I started slowing down and I started, you know, trying little things like Unistrut and threaded rod and things like that. And that's really when, when stuff really started to take off for me. 
Now, is all that stuff built in? You know, I see a lot of this. I don't want to say extra, but like you said, you know, strut and in little brackets here. And is a lot of that built into the job? Or he says just do what you need to do to make it look right? I mean, I'm sure he doesn't care. Oh, my, but. my, my boss is, you know, he, he sees what, you know, has happened with Instagram and me. And I've gotten tons of jobs from it just from Instagram right. alone. And, you know, I don't really do much side work, none at all, really. So I'll obviously, you know, he gets all the jobs. I just tell the people to call the company and, you know, they can request me and I'll, I'll be right. the one to do the job. So he sees what comes of this. So he doesn't want me to stop at all. He wants me to keep, keep cool. doing it. And, you know, yeah, a lot awesome. of the stuff like the Unistrat and stuff like that, that's not priced into the job. That's just stuff I keep stock on the truck. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a, it's definitely a, everybody should definitely take note, man. It's a lot of pride. It looks good. Um, it doesn't take that much longer to do it right. No, um, it doesn't. I mean, we were out there trying to slam in same thing, right? Four hour change out furnace, coal, AC, um, unsolder you know cut the lines solder it in just like they were just don't touch anything um maybe put a return plenum on and uh leave the job and it's like why were we racing to try to hurry like what was the point of that yeah. i mean the homeowner just spent you know whatever on it and uh you wouldn't rush it like that at your house yeah. your own house so like today the job yeah. we did it was a it was a low budget job obviously for the apartment complexes and things like that and uh, they said, you know, you don't have to replace the return or anything like that. I couldn't. I couldn't not do it. You could not do it. <laughs> I couldn't not do it. I, I tried to not do it. It just didn't work. I was like, let me just cut about 15 inches off the height of this and slap this new box on real quick. <laughs> now well, I was going to ask. Doing, we'll, doing we'll see how that goes tomorrow morning when I get to the shop. Yes, oh, yeah. I was going to say doing retrofits from 80s to 90s. How much of a headache is it going cabinet difference? It's not that bad. The, the really, you know, the hardest part is some of these places that we go, you have nowhere to freaking exhaust it to, man. Nowhere at all. Like th this right. one today, it was, it's hard to explain. This, this apartment complex is on a hill. So outside, you know, the furnace is in the basement, but there's only two outside walls in this room and both of these outside walls I'd have to almost dig to get the flue pipe out outside because the house is the apartments on a yeah, hill. Right. Well, luckily I ended up finding one tight little corner that I was able to get through without, you know, having to go in the ground because I didn't want to put it, I didn't want to have to dig just, you know, water reasons. I don't ever want it to leak or anything like that. So I was able to find one tight, cut a little sheetrock, find a tight little corner and get it out. Yeah, but that, that's been the hardest thing. Luckily, we, we still do a lot of a lot of 80 percents, you know, because a lot of people don't want to upgrade. They just want a quick little change out. They don't really care about the efficiency. Right. But, now, see, I thought where you guys were, do you are you not forced to change over to 90s? Nope, not yet. As far as I know, that's only the it's coming. I could be wrong. For some reason, I, I thought think it's coming. Yeah, though. for some reason, I, think I was thinking everything above or everything northeast was supposed to have went ninety. That's the reason we kept eighties. But no, yeah, it'll be like that soon, though. Here. It's coming. Yeah, twenty twenty three, man. Uh, a lot of equipment changes coming down the road. Yeah, everybody's got to step up the game on the. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna. Everything's going to be rated different. Um, this year's a big learning year for everybody. Uh, AHR, I mean, we got uh, Pro Partner and all that stuff. Um, every brand's got to change it, you know. All the equipment's going to be rated at .6 static, uh, but you got to still achieve, you know, same sear. So everything's got to go up. Stuff's well, got to change. Whatever you know, they decide to finally call it. Yeah, Sear two, um, yeah. So, yeah, industry's industry's changing. You do you get into any service at all, or are you straight install? Uh, the only service I really do, and I haven't even been in the rotation for 
probably a couple months now I got actually got out of it is just the on-call shift really to oh the on-call yep <laughs> I was doing a lot of service during the day with my old manager just because you know he was able to walk me through anything I needed but right not so much anymore which I'm completely so okay with I'm absolutely okay with not doing service yes yeah, I was gonna say man you know of course, I came up kind of, kind of thrown into the deep end in this industry. You know, we, the guy I went to work with, it was me and him. We'd do installs for half the day, and then we'd both split up, catch calls. And I, I really met once I went to full service because I feel like everybody still thinks that's the route to go. But we, we got to get guys to or companies to, if guys want to do install, man, you got to let them do install. Um, some guys just want to stay in it. I mean, I, I missed install, you know. Dude, I would not do be able thing, to not do install. Right. <laughs> I, I so. need that. That's like a rush for me. Right. Oh, yeah, ripping out the old and looking at the new. I love it's it. It's all man. about the before and afters, man. It's not as it, it's not as cool changing a, a control board and <laughs> – rolling out it's just you know? it's just not like, the same feeling no now no, there is i did get a rush on fixing <clears throat> something that was really you know a couple guys done came through there couldn't figure it out i mean i, I got a little rush on that but now that, that's um, what i was talking to my partner to about today i was like what do you like so much about service because he likes service he's new at the company he said uh i like being able to fix shit that other companies like couldn't fix yeah i was like all right i get that yeah, I mean that's 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 a cool little rush there. Um, I was gonna ask you. Uh, well, we didn't even get into what we're drinking. That's kind of a thing on our show. If you've listened to any episodes here, we uh, we try to get into what we're drinking before we get going. We kind of jumped right in. We're just excited. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hadn't really had. I don't think we've had other than Zach. We hadn't had a. Uh, you know, install field no, gal here. Zach's a sales guy, but uh. And see, my boy, my dad was a contractor, so I grew up living in install. But you know, I did that through summers and everything else. But it was never the full time job. I knew as much as I could learn, and then I would run, I would run like a roughing crew during the summers because that was just where I was effective. But. I never really got into a lot of service because we just didn't have the time for me to do it. And when it was going through, it was easier to slam me in the install and go. Better and off. Then, you know, and then by the time I got through, like working through college, I was, I didn't want to crawl in attics and under houses anymore. I was like, I'll just go sell the stuff. <laughs> but a lot of that was, I wanted to go be the sales rep we never had. Because, you know, we, we bought from a supply house three and a half hours away from us because we just lived in the middle of nowhere. And we never really got a lot of support. So I kind of wanted to be able to go to guys that were smaller companies as well as bigger companies, but offer a different perspective on being a salesperson that's been there when I know what it's like to have the guy that didn't care. So I wanted to be the sales rep that you could call when you needed them that a lot of guys didn't get. Cool. Oh yeah, you gotta have that in this industry, man. You gotta have somebody you can call. Um, I remember doing service and just just being completely lost. And you gotta have somebody, um, whether he's been in the business a long time or he's you know just really good. You gotta have somebody to bounce something off of. Absolutely. You got a homeowner staring you down, <laughs> breathing over your neck. Dennis, what are you drinking? So, That's when you start talking science. Oh, every yeah, there you go. Talk over their head. That's that was my start making shit up. Try, that's right. <laughs> I've tried that a few times with some engineers, and it uh, backfired on me a couple <laughs> times. But uh, um, so what am I drinking? Oh yeah, so I'm drinking some. Uh, my wife got me for Christmas some Four Roses uh, bourbon, which isn't isn't high end, but it is a uh i made me a little old-fashioned it's it's supposed to be good for old-fashioned so that's what i got what you got right uh went back to my 
little brewery from Waynesville. Got some Boojum. How's the hell is tonight? Boojum. I think Jeff's on water. Just water tonight. All right. That's high probably what I should H2O. be drinking. Some high quality H2O. That's it. pH is perfect. All right, so how'd you get started in this? I know we're we're just gonna go backwards on this whole thing here. That's fun. How'd you get started in HVAC, man? Or did what'd you do before that? Uh, before that, just a little bunch of nonsense jobs. I was working at a liquor store, um, not really doing anything, to be honest with you. And then my dad was a manager at the company that I'm at now, so he said he needed a parts runner. So I quit the liquor store. I started running parts for about maybe a week, a little less than a week. And then uh, somebody called out and they threw me in the field. And uh, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> kind of how it goes. But, you know, then with my dad being manager and stuff like that, he wanted to see me get better at it and kind of give me a career opportunity. And he saw some potential. So I just stuck with that. Worked out pretty well, and he ended up. He, he really hooked me up because he he put me with the guy in the company who was the best. Right. So he knew I could kind of excel pretty quick, and it kind of worked out just just like that. Now you got a mechanical background at all? Work on cars, anything like that? I mean, you always tinker with stuff, or no? I mean, you know, not really. Besides like skateboards and bikes. Okay. But really, no. When I first started, I didn't even know how to change a battery on a drill. Like I, I knew nothing. I, I knew nothing. Right. I came from complete scratch, pretty much. Which is where all the best ones come from. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, you ain't no got no bad habits, man. <laughs> it's all, it's all the weight is resting on that guy's shoulders you're riding around with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, this industry is really bad about. And I actually meeting with a contractor tomorrow talking about some training that we're going to try to build, but, um, build just for a guy like, like you were right. Like all these training classes and everything is built around. You got to learn all this. You got to learn all this, you got to learn all this. And it's, it's still like school. It's still like college where there's nothing wrong with that, but you need to get these companies need guys to get up and going pretty soon right not two years five years like the labor force is struggling mm -hmm. um and we're gonna try to you know we're gonna try to manufacture a class that gets guys it, it just cuts all the fluff out right get right to it not the wrong way but get right to it the right way um and the rest will come in later right all that'll kind of start tying in later um but man, you can get with the wrong guy as a helper and really go down a bad path <laughs> doing HVAC, man. Dude, that's that's dude. Honestly, that's how I am. Like with helpers, man. I, I am I'm the worst teacher in the world, hundred uh, percent. I'm, <laughs> I'm th and this is just because this is the way I was taught, and I guess I learned well this way, but not everybody else does. And to me, if it worked for me, it should work for everybody. Right. But I wasn't really shown anything. It was kind of do this, do it the wrong way, and then you'll never be able to do that again because you'll know that's the wrong way kind of deal. <laughs> and that no, that worked that worked great for me, you know, because I did it once and I got freaking frustrated with it. And I was like, I'll never do that again. And it right. worked well. And I tried to teach people like that. And it, it, it works for some and it doesn't for others. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea is uh, I've had several contractors come up to me. You know, they done some training classes with me or whatever. And because um, I'm not a trainer by trade, right? I'm an install guy. I'm a service tech. I mean, it's all of a sudden now I got to be a trainer. But so I, it's kind of. I don't want to say dumb it down, but it's like, I just kind of, we got to get to the point, you know, yeah. let's, uh, um, but I've had a lot of contractors come to me like, man, if I could just get a guy, just go to Chick-fil-A and grab a kid. Cause he's already kind of cultured there, right? Like he's got the right mindset. Yeah. And then I want to turn him into an HVAC guy. Like how long should that take? And 
nobody really knows, but I guess it depends on the kid. Um, but two years of schooling, I mean, nothing on the schools, man, but it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. That's what, especially service side, man. Yeah, it's not it's working. Nice. Yeah. And that, that's a conversation I've had a lot recently is, um, how schooling doesn't do much like the, these, um, communities, colleges for the, you know, HVAC and things like that. It's really all in the field, man. It's. Well, I hate to blast them, but I took the school. Like I, I paid my 18 grand for 18 months and I swear to you, we didn't touch on install at all. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about like what you're doing, right? Like literally install. It was, yeah, this plenum goes here, right? And this, this plenum goes here, but I'm talking about physically what you're going through, what you got to do, um, you know, bending some metal, putting this, you know, drives and yeah. cleats. And I mean, they skip right through all that. And it's like, look, when you leave here, you're going to own your own company and do service. Like that's the way they sell their. Well, and I think there's, school. you know, we've yeah. went, we've toured a couple different ones and I know I've, I spoke to a few of them a couple years before and it just, everything that's in half of the labs now is 20 years old. There, there's nothing that's, well, yeah. that's up to date. The kids are really working on. And then, you know, they don't have the budget to go in and, you know, rough in a house, rip it back out, rough in a house again, rip it back out and learn, you know, we've yeah. seen, right. You know, we've seen large companies that, that have, you know, complete training facilities where they let guys rough a house in. But, you know, none of the schools have any kind of budget like that or they don't use anything like that. So there's so many things that just get lost, left and lost by the wayside that, that they don't see. Yeah. I they, actually, they had this huge, skewed sense of reality when they get out there of what yep. it's actually like. Yep. I just, uh, last year, it's coming out this year, but I just taught a course for an online platform called um, MT Copeland. So I taught them an HVAC course. And nice. seeing, you know, multiple people from, you know, schools have come to my company and I see what they know and what they don't know. So I kind of based a lot of stuff that I was teaching off of what I knew those kids didn't know. So I was able right. to teach that in the course. That way, when they get in the after they watch the course and they get in the field, they'll they'll actually know. There you go. Because there's stuff like the the kids in school they they come out knowing that I I'm like I don't even know that and it's it's, <laughs> right. it's extremely unnecessary to know that I've been doing this for ten years and that fact you just told me has nothing to do with anything you're going to do in this trade. Yeah, it's like are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah, it's that kind yep. of stuff. And then right. I found out today that to, to be a teacher for HVAC, all you need is four years college and one year in the field or 10 years field experience. Yeah, I mean, I get the 10 years field experience. That, yeah, I'm all about that. You mentioned I'm out yeah. on that. That doesn't work. But one year one year in the field, I'm like, what? You don't even, you haven't seen after things you're about to teach. Hey, man, you know what it takes to be an inspector? down here <laughs> you just got to know the right guy yeah, you don't need anything right. else and then they're going to come and tell you how to do your job yeah no. <laughs> so what kind of relationships you got with inspectors up there pretty good uh everybody's pretty cool around here yeah no no okay. no real ball busting really yeah, north carolina is pretty rough man yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what do they get you for I most of the time well, it depends uh, because the, like every township has that one thing. Oh, well, that's the truth. Because everyone's got well, their I will own say, interpretation. I will say so. I, I I do tech support for five locations. Um, we got Hickory, Raleigh, Fayetteville. We got the Winston Salem area. So there's a there's a new uh, there's a new guy in town up there inspecting. And I had one of the one of our bigger companies call me, and he said, "Hey man, uh, pull pull this heat pump up on the manual." So I pull it up on the install manual, and it says in Winston Salem that, and I of course don't quote me on this. Oh, yeah. I think it was, uh, I swear it was seventeen inches 
off the ground for the heat pump outside for snow. And I'm like, 17 inches in, in Winston-Salem? And he's like, and of course, you read at the bottom of the manual, and it says it's a 2 per, 2% probability that that'll happen. But that inspector pulled that book out, you know, the install manual, and he's like, dude, you got to get this thing up on a platform outside. And this company puts in four installs a day and they've never built a platform ever. Yeah. Like, you know, it just like what we've got in the last couple of weeks, right? Three or four inches, maybe six inches every, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Um, so now they're literally building this thing almost two foot off the ground. Uh, and you know how that is. That's, that's, I mean, I mean, we got the, uh, we got the master on the, on the podcast tonight. That looks horrible. I mean, a freaking yeah, some kind of platform outside just is not. I don't know how you make that look good. Yeah, but, it's not. It's not the um, best situation. And the line set is not coming out there for starters. It's coming out six inches off the dirt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you got that going for you. Um, when, I, when I hear that, I, I, when I hear that, I think opportunity. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sure. running that up the wall. And it's <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna make that gorgeous. shit look pretty as hell. Yeah. We're gonna build a yeah, we're gonna build a composite deck out here <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that's what's happening up there, and it's just one one new inspector. Um, yeah, and that- we were looking at other other states, and I think you know I looked at um, Jersey, and even up in there, it was like you know eight inches, six inches. I mean, the Winston-Salem area was really high for some reason. Yeah, but, they don't know. bust us for that. We, we know we've, you know, and I'm not proud of it, but we've put in the in the past, you know, heat pumps right on a pad. You know what I mean? And we, Well, that's all I've ever done. We, we, yeah, I mean. we never got busted for that at all. They never said one word about it. Well, Ryden, help me out with this, but I don't even think we sell anything but a six-inch riser, right? Yeah, six-inch riser is the biggest we got. And uh, you know the rude ream platform. It's it's designed for a riser underneath, but I've never put one on a riser. Nope. Um, <laughs> I think it calls for ten inches here in Charlotte. Like, uh, so yeah, that guy's killing everybody up there. I don't know. If, I mean, there's just no there's no way around. It's it usually either. the new guys that that are like that, right? They follow the books for a while until someone throws them a couple bucks. <laughs> now if you had yeah i was gonna say dennis we gotta ask him if he's had the uh the 90 plus uh two inch furnace termination called on him oh yeah well it probably doesn't sound like it but yeah so you know when you run at least if for, you go to three inch pipe you and us deal with yeah if you well if, what you're about to say is when you go to three inch pipe right before you go out yeah. you gotta go back to two Yep. Right. Yeah, I've ne- I've never seen anybody do that in my entire career. Oh, we, get, See, we had a, yeah. we had a guy get it thrown on him. Really? One of mine. Yep. One of my contractors got popped for it. Yeah, I mean, it creates a vortex in the factories. Just like if you got a long horizontal run of three inch pipe, supposedly it, it it's like it's like turning a bottle over, right, and, and spinning it with water, and it gets that spin going. Mm-hmm. That's what that last little run of two inch pipe will do. See, I, I, when, um, I, if I ever saw that, all they would think is error codes. That's it. Right. Service, service, <laughs> instant service call. Well, and that's what he was, you know, our contractor was like, man, if I put this two inch pipe on here, I'm going to, my pressure switch won't pull down. But if it, if your pressure switch doesn't pull down when you do that, then it's, it's borderline anyway, either too many elbows or too long a pipe. Um, but with the three inch, when you go to three inch, usually you're, you're safe anyway. Um, but yeah, in Georgia, man, we ran the three inch straight out. Like that was just what we did. Um, I think that's what most people do as well. Right. Now do you use, um, what do you like to come out with? You you like the little flush concentric kits or you like the regular or you run them both out? We we don't use the kits. I usually just goose. Okay. I, we usually just gooseneck it. Okay. But yeah, no, we were having problems with the kits for a while because if you 
go. We actually, this was an inspector got us with this one. You have to be a certain distance away, the exhaust and the intake. And he tried saying our stuff was too close and the kit didn't count as space. Like, you know how it's got a, the intake would technically have to go all the way around to hit the exhaust. So this guy broke right. his back bending his tape measure from the exhaust to the, to the top of the termination kit, which is really only about three inches. So he says, this is your distance between your exhaust and your intake and it's not cutting it. So we stopped using them after that just to, you know, avoid any problems. Huh. Which technically, yeah, if you, technically, that. if you think about it, he's he's 100 percent right. So we, we don't try to argue it and we just just gooseneck it, play it safe. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I mean, it, it's obviously not going to cause that. a problem. It's just designed to do what it's supposed to do. It's just not worth the headache. Right. Yeah, guys don't get busted for that too much here. I, I think we, we sell a lot of concentric kits. Um, but so what's it been like uh, building the Instagram, man? You got any tips for some guys out there trying to get that going? Oh, man. I got lucky, dude. <laughs> I got lucky. You know, I, I made friends early on, and, you know, people right away saw that I was taking pride in my work. And, you know, I've – a lot of talking to everybody, learning the way they, so inter- learning the way they do things. Yeah, exactly. And right off the bat, I tried teaching right away, and people caught on to that. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been exciting. It's been awesome. You know, the messages I get from people saying, you know, you're an inspiration and stuff like this. I, I that, that, that fuels me, man. That's awesome. It makes me happy. It makes me never right. want to stop, you know. I love it. I really do. It's a lot of work, man. It is. Uh, it's a second job. Man. Running that. It is. That's why everybody's <laughs> really like, is. dude, you should start a YouTube. And I'm like, bro, I already spent so much time on my Instagram. I can't I can't go trying to do a YouTube right now. No, I feel like every, you've got to kind of pick your platform and go. Yeah. It, it it's it's pain enough to do it on one. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, the uh my son you know, he was playing drums pretty early, and of course, he was watching everybody on YouTube. And you know, he's like, "I want a channel and get my channel going." And and of course, I tried to do his editing for the longest time, and he got to like fifteen. I was like, "Dude, you you gotta you gotta take this over, man. I don't have time for this. Like, this is crazy. I, I mean, I want to support you, but hours and hours of trying to edit this and because." YouTube's a whole like like you said it's a whole other animal yeah. man it's uh um and, it, and that's just with drum cover like play the song intro outro done right but even then you gotta you gotta try to get it out there and the tags and the um yeah so luckily he's doing all his own stuff now um and he's like man I don't have time to do the editing today I'm like yeah I know <laughs> I know what it's like it's like four hours man um so yeah, that's cool, man. I, I I hate it. I missed. I feel like I missed the whole. I'm sure it was going on, but I feel like I missed the era when I was doing install. Like it, I don't know. It just didn't even. I didn't think about taking pictures and posting it. Right. Yeah. Like I just, well, that's what my managers. We, my manager now says that all the time. He's like, oh, I wish I had you know a platform like that, like you and Mike have, that me and Flynn have when he was in the field. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, I would, I would have, I would have been known. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we took pictures and then we showed each other when we got to the shop, and then that was the end of that, right? Yeah. It was like, yep. look what we did yesterday. You know, <laughs> yeah, the cool thing about it now, it's like people, people do stuff with your pictures. You know what I mean? Like they, they'll take pictures of it and then they'll apply the stuff that they see in my work in their work. And I, that that's one of my favorite things about the Instagram, man, is when you see people trying to, you know, replicate what you do, then right. you know, that's because of you, you know, you know, you help them get to that point just by posting pictures. You know what I mean? It's yep. pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd love to start seeing those, uh, take over. Cause I, I mean, install is, uh, I, I tell everybody in training class, you know, 
when I'm getting ready to do a class on, you know, inverter training or this or that, it's usually a service driven class. Um, I was like, man, you got to, you know, don't forget that install is everything. I mean, that's yep. the, you're putting your company sticker on that, right? That's, that's you guys' stuff. You, you own that. Uh-huh. And the service guys are working on everybody else's crap. Yep. yep. Um, right. And the service guy usually gets trained more. He makes more and yada, yada. Right. And here's the install guy over here putting in your company stuff. And it's just, it's the, the industry is kind of lopsided there. Backwards, backwards and how they really look at, at training people and paying attention to what matters. That's not saying, and that's that's not me sitting here saying service matters. That's obviously not what we're saying. But right, you know, you constantly yeah, but it's just it does lean that way, right? Like, like we were saying with school. I mean, they're wanting to get out there and start doing service. Um, when I give these classes, right, these guys are in there. I'm, I'm getting these companies more and more to send me their install guys. Um, cool. and I'm like, what's your goal? And he's like, man, I just you know I want to get. I want to get, you know, I want to learn all I can so I can go to service. And I'm like, well, man, you know, you can do install. Like, don't be scared to do install. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Like service. Oh my God. I don't either. It's such a headache. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap, man. You Not even that. It's the driving. You got to go here. You finish that. And then you got to do this and then that and then this. It's I like, I'm just, I go to my job. I do my job and that's it. I go home. I don't got to worry about 13 other jobs on my schedule for that day just one thing yeah there's something to be said about that man plus it's it's freaking great man you know you can when you're done with your job you can step back and be like i did that you know it's a sense of accomplishment every single day it's like you 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 take something like a unit that's already pretty and you just basically give it a facelift with all with only stuff that you did you know it's pretty great so we have to talk about this. It's the, uh, it's the kind of the worst thing we've been dealing with lately. What do you, what have you been seeing with supply chain oh, yeah. issues? How, how have your shortages been? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really deal with that because I, I'm just the, you know, an installer at the company. Well, but I mean, have you been getting everything you needed to do stuff or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was a, a little flex issue. We had a tough time getting okay. some flexes, but. Yeah, they're still yeah, that, kind that of a one's not going place. away anytime soon. But as soon as we got the opportunity, we kind of stocked up in the shop, so we're we're good now on that. But yeah, nothing okay. nothing crazy. Like I hear uh, even on Instagram, everybody's like, "Oh, how did you get this?" And it's like I don't I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, but I got it. You know what I mean? It, so yeah, I don't see anything crazy. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm always just curious in the country who else is having it, right? Because we're we're on the struggle bus down here. I mean. I know service has been having trouble getting parts, but yep, that's really it. As far as, as far as install, not really. Okay. Now, my buddy asked me the other day. I sent him one of your pictures. Uh, told him they got a, you know, he's, it's Zach comes on here. He's got a little, works for a small company here in Charlotte. And uh, I sent him a picture of one of your installs. I said, y'all got to step your game up. And he sent it to his boss. And his boss was like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, my God, it looks like a training system. But he was asking about the bubble wrap insulation, which, Ryan, I don't know. I, yeah, we talked we about don't that a little bit. I sell it soon. I've got a few guys that use it. And, I mean, I, I used it a ton in the mountains because we got it approved in a couple of counties in western North Carolina. But it's it never took off as much in charlotte because no one wants to spend a little more money for it because they're just cheap it's it's so 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 cheap man people are so cheap it kills me well it looks it's so i I think i've did one job with it i just remember being so easy to work with it's it's amazing it's the best i've only actually had to use fiberglass like insulation probably three times my whole career that's it. Everything, okay. everything else is the the stuff you see me using now. So, I, so in Atlanta, we would we would buy, you know, we'd get our plenums, and then we'd we'd have to tote around and install. We'd have to tote around a, you know, a half a bag of wrap, right? R eight wrap, fiberglass, and you know, get out the job, start banging the plenums together, and start wrapping it with that, and 
you didn't want to wrap it too tight because then it was kind of cutting down the R value, right? So there's this magic, you know, but if you, you don't want it loose because it looks like crap. And then, um, yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass, really. Yeah. Uh, I moved here to Charlotte and everything's pre-insulated on the inside. That's nice. Um, which which looks good. I know when I first moved here and was doing some service, I'm like, God, they didn't even insulate this job, you know, and I didn't even, I had never seen one insulated on the inside like that. I prefer so. that. that I, I wish I wish we did more of that. That way you could see, right. the, see the metal work, you know, opposed to cover it up. Now, yeah, do you, on the do you have like side, a mobile metal shop that you build with, or do you have a you know in house that builds stuff for you, or how do you? No, set so up? I have a, a folding bar, a flathead screwdriver, and a pair of snips. Nice. <laughs> there you I go. I just get it done. It's the old Fab One Hundred and One, baby. I've actually, if if you asked me to go into a metal shop and make you something, it would probably come out worse than if I just made it on the side of a road. That's my work. <laughs> I don't do, well, yeah, I don't do any work in, in a shop. You know what I mean? Never in my career have I ran something through a Pittsburgh machine. Now, I will agree with that because I got taught how to make my own Pittsburgh because dad said, why should we spend the money on that when you can make it yourself? Because <laughs> I, I learned my dad was a, a boiler tender in, in the Navy, and that's where his mechanical mind started. He just ended up in HVAC. But I learned everything about metalwork on a four foot break, and that was it. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't get around in a metal shop, really. I mean, we we just did ours the same way, right? Flathead, knock a hole in it, start cutting some collars in, and uh, whatever you could bend it on, whether it was a curb or a, Two <laughs> a bumper or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on. You got anything else you want to get into? No, not really, man. That's it. Something crazy. I mean, you got any critters up there that you uh, have to deal with sometimes? Critter stories are always good. Oh, man. We got uh, not so much critters, but there's a township over here in Edison. It's a a big apartments. It's a condo development kind of place. And uh, one time I was doing condenser uh you know i had my my back towards the outside you know backyard probably a good half an hour straight while i was working and i turned around and within two feet of me there's like three turkeys <laughs> i guess i was so still that they didn't know i was there and I, this was this was years ago so i was young and i was like oh my god what am i supposed to do right now i was like if i walk out there am i about to have a, a story about getting attacked by turkeys <laughs> so, so dude i sat at that condenser for about 40 minutes after that waiting for these guys to walk away they were just looking at you they were just standing there once and once they realized i was there they stood still and just <laughs> they just stared in my direction waiting for me to do something and i, I can't I, say that i've had the turkey come up on me like that and I, I didn't know what to do so i just stood there i was like all right i should i didn't want to turn around because next thing you know they'll be even closer I was like, I don't know. I was like, I feel like one turkey, I'm taking it. But three of them, I might have a tougher time. So, Yeah, y'all were just red light, green lights there. And each other. <laughs> no, that's really how it was. Eventually, they just walked away. <laughs> no, I haven't, uh, haven't had, a, had a turkey. I know Ryden posted uh, a couple months ago. Is one of the guys that worked for his dad got got uh oh yeah got his he got, pants just yeah, completely pants ripped, ripped off by a german shepherd, shepherd. Oof. <laughs> I, I feel like guys would hvac guys would get get hit with dogs more but i guess i got pretty lucky i mean yeah i i see I, a dog I'll, I'll tell the homeowner to get it out of here i'm not doing that yeah even, nah, if, even if it's like a friendly dog i don't want it near me not that oh, I have yeah, a problem dog with dogs, is just, I don't need them saying I'm harassing their dog or something because I'll be sitting there rolling in the mud with it. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Enjoy your, looking at your work and uh, have a great time next week. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked, man. I hope it all works out, man. I, I really, I'm really excited. Are you going on anybody's uh, podcast? 
Uh, maybe. Who knows? I'm sure someone will try to grab me. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just there, dude. Yeah. I'm just there. I'm going just to enjoy the experience, you know? Have you been to AHR before? Never once. Didn't even know about it. Oh, God. <laughs> two years ago. I have no yeah, idea. I have so zero idea time. what to expect. Zero. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially especially when it comes to tools, you know. I'm a I'm a I'm a tool guy and holy cow. I mean, you, that's a whole day by itself just looking at what's new out. You know, they're always testing them out. Yeah. Um it's insane in there. Of course, you're going to see a lot of stuff. I remember seeing stuff that I'm like this is HVAC. Like I'm walking through an evaporator coal. Like, is this, is this really <laughs> like, what is this? I mean, I mean, uh, what did we walk through? What a 250 ton unit when we were in Atlanta in 19. Yeah. You literally just Jesus. walked <laughs> through, through the evaporator coal. You just walk through it six foot tall. Um, yeah. You see stuff some like cool that. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, screw it. I'll enjoy it. Whatever. <laughs> And then it's oh yeah, you'll like walking it, through coils. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but another thing is, I'm um, I'm excited to meet everybody, man. Yeah, you know, I know all these people. It feels like I'm like best friends with half of these people, but you know, I've never met them. You know what I mean? Yep. So, oh yeah, no, that's, that's a that's I see that a lot on on Instagram. We we're gonna try to get uh we're gonna try to do fifty guests this year from a guest from every state. So you've, uh, you've checked one off for us tonight. Oh, you got to get Mike on there too, man. He'll do it. Oh yeah. No, we got it. Yeah. So spread the word, man. Yeah. We'll get some folks on here. Yeah. We'll get uh, some boilers and some radiant heat. There you go. That's your, that's your guy for that, man. I mean, if you're going to have him on that, make sure you guys got headphones because he won't stop talking. Perfect. (laughs) He's he's the man for that, man. That's one thing, you know, that I really wish I got the chance to work with him more. Obviously, you know, we're at the same company, so it's hard for me and him to be on the same jobs, you know? Right. So, boilers, man. If I learned from anybody, I want to learn from him. Yep. That's like, yeah, that's I've seen some watch. of that work on there. That's when I watch my dad on boilers, man. I've never seen him buy a manifold ever, he made everything. That that's that's the best way. Yeah, I missed out on that. I was big big time residential, just you know, and uh, I could see me getting into all that. Well, brother, we really appreciate your time. No Thank problem. you for coming yeah, on the show and hanging out with us. No problem. And uh, we definitely will see you at the Atlanta show next year. Hopefully, already had that conversation cool. uh, last week. So hopefully. Uh, Hopefully that'll work out too. Sweet. Yep. Have a safe flight, man. And uh, we'll talk to you when you get back. We'll have to have you back on and see what you thought about it. For sure, man. I'd love to do that. All right, brother. Have a good evening. Well, that was awesome. We really appreciate Jeff coming on the show tonight. And just kind of as we start wrapping up the show, one more time, we really want to talk about this weekend's charity cornhole tournament for the Hardest Yard. Again, you know, last week we talked about it as well, but what the Hardest Yard is, it is part of former Carolina Panther Greg Olson's foundation, and it is for supporting families of children with congenital heart disease, primarily treated at the Levine Children's Hospital here in Charlotte. Um, But the benefit this weekend is in honor of little Lily Million, who was born in July of this or this past year and unfortunately passed away in December. She was born with spina bifida and some heart defects. And after fighting and fighting and fighting for, for months through surgeries and everything else, they, they thought she was finally ready to go home, but unfortunately it just did not happen. And, you know, we can't say enough for what the hardest yard did for that family. So we're doing everything to help her family and several other businesses try to raise at least $10,000 for the hardest yard to help, you know, other families that unfortunately have to go through the same thing. So this weekend, January 29th from noon to four, Dennis and I are hosting and refereeing a charity cornhole tournament. It's 12 <laughs> bucks a piece 
or twenty. Refereeing, you make it sound like yeah. they're gonna be a. We're making it sound so official. Match out there. Yeah, so official. <laughs> uh, really, it's gonna be Dennis and I just uh, bantering back and forth and trying to make sure everyone <laughs> keeps score with a few right. house rules here and there. But um, it's twelve bucks for individuals, twenty four bucks per team in advance. Um, grand prize is some Greg Olson signed memorabilia and some Charlotte Hornet tickets. There's also some Sweet. cash prizes. Um, and then they're also doing a silent auction and all the benefits go to the hardest yard as well. If you can't make it, which we know not everybody that listens to us is in our area. There is a Venmo donation set up for her. It is at Lila's hardest yard. That's L I L A S H E A R T E S T yard. Lila's hardest yard. And anything that you guys give, that would be awesome. We really appreciate it. Um, there's also yeah. more information in our link tree as well. And, you know, that's a just special thanks to Blackfoot Ameripub, ISI Elite Training, Pricey Drug Company, and our sales HVAC R&D, as well as Ballantyne Village um, for hosting this event for us. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I think uh, Tracy's going to be able to make it as well. Sweet. So we'll both roll up there and uh, she can help do whatever. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be cool. That's a cool little area. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. Um, yeah, Jeff was good, man. Uh, I like his uh, his story. I mean, it doesn't get no better than that, right? No. How he came up, what he went through. Um, that's that's what I kind of envisioned in this show here. Uh, people to have on as guests. Um, as always, nothing against any other podcast, but... Uh, yeah, I need some real people on here, man. Somebody people can relate to, installers, service techs. Well, and it lets um, you know that, you know, if you put your put your heart and soul into it and take pride in your work, you can, you know, really build a fun and enjoyable career. Yeah, I mean, he's almost building two careers here. Yeah. He's got a He's crushing it on Instagram, man. I think it's I think it was also cool to kind of learn how, you know, he and his buddy both work for another for a company that company is supportive of you know getting them what they need to do what they need to do and as long as everybody's happy everybody's happy and they take care of each other and i think that's awesome oh yeah they're definitely benefiting from that uh the company that is um yeah i love to see that love to see that we gotta have uh gotta have his buddy on here i thought he was gonna thought it was gonna crush him on here a little bit but uh <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see what the we'll see what flynn has to say it's hard to man it's, it's hard to crush on those bromances i know the old bromance um i was gonna say i didn't really have i was gonna get into some some tech calls but man last couple days i've just been it's been dead man i really hadn't had anything well it's because we I don't know what, it was what 65 degrees yesterday yeah after the last I mean, two weeks of it being <laughs> freezing and snowing are they calling for snow again i don't know i swear i need to look i'm scared to even look all right i'll bite the bullet somebody told me there was another storm rolling in that's what he said i don't know if it's hitting us or if it's going straight up let's see saturday 36 freeze our nuts off oh nice <laughs> definitely gonna need some uh some hydrating liquid to keep us warm yep probably handle that yeah never really played much cornhole in 36 degrees no it's not normally the the weather for it i'd almost rather be playing we're gonna be just standing there i think we should play <laughs> that's how we'll, we'll stay warm yep Yeah, I haven't really had uh, I haven't had any crazy calls. I've been getting some guys calling me, uh, asking me if we can. So, hey, man, I got this twenty-year-old uh, system here, and it's got a variable speed motor on it. Can we just put a regular motor on that? No, no, you can't. Just why do you want to? You could put a new unit in. Yeah. <laughs> Sell them a new one, Zach. 
Um, I actually did, speaking of that, um, I did get a call from Jobin. Oh. Yep. It's been a while. Uh, he's still alive. He's still alive. He's still alive. Um, do you want to, I mean, we got to bring him up to speed a little bit. I'm trying to think. So where, where exactly are we in the saga now? So Jobin is a tech that calls me. He gets into some, uh, he gets into some tough situations. So he's the one that put the butter in the blower wheel. Yep. And, uh, got that going. Well, he went back out to the house and, uh, was messing with the compressor and burnt the guy's house down. So he got scared, ran to Myrtle Beach. They found him, locked him up. So he was locked up. And then uh, somebody got him out. I don't know how the hell he got out. (laughs) Interesting. Um, So this is him calling me last week. Since he got out of jail. Let's see what we got here. Oh, this is... This is long. Oh, it's not on speaker. Hey, Jim. This is Joe again. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm still looking for a job. <laughs> I'm available for hire. <laughs> I do have my means of transportation. They took my license. When I got arrested, but I got me a Vespa. <laughs> well, but kind of your pedal, but kind of like a 1984 moped. <laughs> I had this guy yell at me the other day. Told me it was a liquor sickle. <laughs> but oh, anyway, God. if you uh. see me, don't be alarmed. I, I didn't have enough money for a helmet, so I'm using I'm using my friend's girls little girl bicycle helmet uh, at least until I get enough money to get me like a, a cool helmet <laughs> but give me a call uh, I just wanted to thank you for bailing me out of jail and if I could do any services your way just just shoot me up or wait that's a, that's a heroin <laughs> uh, just hit me up all right I'll talk to you later, Dina. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. You and Ryden keep it coming. <laughs> oh boy! So you got him out. Sounds like Jobin. I didn't get him he out. He just said, I said you he... got me out. Oh yeah. Or who'd well, you tell? Or well, I set him up a GoFundMe. A GoFundMe. <laughs> uh, Jobin needs a job now. Hmm. I don't really have any place for him to work here. No, nope. I think uh, he does have transportation. Does now, have right? transportation? <laughs> He's got the liquor sickle. I can take the him. Liquor sickle. How, how far is it to the boardwalk, Jobin? There's got to be a quite place a few down there. liquor sickles around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, you got anything? I think that's it, man. Good show. Yeah. Jersey got knocked get, off. Jersey is checked off of the tour. Now, however, it I guess it's going to get a double check mark because uh, it sounds like we got to have some uh, some boiler conversations with his buddy Flynn. Flintstone. Flintstone yep. one. That's a good name. It is. So next week. <laughs> next week. I, I don't uh, want to say it. I, out loud. I know. We got a guess next week. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We've had some technical difficulties, unfortunately, but uh, fingers crossed. Next week, we're finally gonna third time's a charm. I'll say that. Yep, third time's a charm. I feel like we've said we were gonna have Lady Katie on here for a, a, about three months. I wasn't saying it. I, I know. It. I said it. I said it. Yeah, she'll be good. Well, we'll. We'll figure out something. Hey, if anything, we've got plenty of stories to discuss after all the technical difficulties. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a good 30 minutes just to get yeah. us going. Have a good old time. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will see you all next week.